We've Been Around the Block is a podcast coming to you from the heart of the KZN Midlands. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Anthony Jarvi, and my very special guest today is Success Mdluli. Welcome, Success. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Success, you run a project called Samakele. Yes. Tell me a little about what does Samakele mean and what is the project all about? Uh, Zamugele is a Zulu word. Mm -hmm. When you knock on the door and then someone says, come in, in Zulu is Wamgele Gile. So once you're in, you have been adopted by the Skuman family into their own special project. So Zamugele means adopt. Right. And just as we start, Samakele is a project done by Skuman Budere. Yes, it's uh, directly funded by the Skuman Group. So it's more like a sister company formed within the Skuman Group. It's not yet its own entity, but uh, we're working on turning it into its own entity under the Skuman Group. Right. And what exactly is it? It's a platform for small-scale farmers to establish themselves as commercial farmers, simply because there are a lot of challenges that they go through which prevent them from being able to be commercial farmers. Right. So Zamogele provides seed and fertilizer as well as technical support for them to plant and, and harvest and then pay with their harvest of the grain. So this is mostly on a loan basis. So it's the seed and fertilizer are in a form of a loan, interest-free, which is due at the end of the season when the farmer delivers the grain. That's the whole concept. That's how it works. Right. That sounds like a wonderful concept. We will dig into this a little deeper after the break. This episode is sponsored by Panar Seed. The Zamakele project is a small-scale farmer support initiative managed by the Skuman Group. Panar would like to use this opportunity to call upon other ag input suppliers to support this initiative. You can do this by contacting Success and Lulu, whose contact details will be found in the show notes. Be upstanding. Right. Success, perhaps tell us a little bit about the Skuman Group and their interest in the bean industry. So the Skuman Group is a family-owned business that's in operation for over 100 years now. We currently own 70% of the small white beans market for the canning industry. So we, we have a master contract with the canners. So we share a portion of this contract with small-scale farmers. We share a portion of the contract with commercial farmers. So we don't just plant and produce on our own. We already have our own screening plant here in Delmas which cleans the beans and makes sure they are great quality to be sold to the canner. So we share the market technically with the commercial farmer as well as the small-scale farmer. We are obviously going to have to dive really deep into these things, but maybe just outline the small white canning bean business. So you get contracts from the major... Yes, the, the major canners, we, we, we get the contracts from them. And then we, we produce on their behalf. So we sell product that's going to be finalized into a can. It is screened and cleaned here in the Delmas facility before it is sold to the canner. Right. 
So that's how the, the whole setup right. works. And they would say so many thousand tons and what you would do is then grow some of it yourself and contract some of it out yes. and, uh, and then deliver as they require, right? Yes, as they require. So we sign the contract at the beginning of the season so we know how much this company needs, how much that one needs, and then all together, then we know how much to plant for us to be able to meet the demands of the canners. Right. So the nice thing about the small white beans industry is that the farmer already knows the price per ton before he plants. So when you start planting this year, you already know how much you're going to make the next year, which is very rare looking at the other crops that uh, we are farming with currently in the country. Yeah, it's almost like the old system where they used to have these marketing boards and yes. they would set the price in advance. So okay. You'll never know what the markets will do, but with the small rate business, you already know what the markets are going to do. So I'd say you're safe. You just don't know how many tons you're going to produce, right? That's, that's the biggest challenge. So that's where you need to get it right. For you, when you get that right, then you, you're safe. You're completely safe, yes. Okay, and one of the other attributes of the canning scheme is that the small white bean is almost exclusively used for canning, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. And so there's a single channel. If you produce small white beans, it's going into the canning market, right? Yes, that's the only channel. Yes, so technically we own the market. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, and so in terms of Skuman's normal commercial business. How do these contracts work with commercial farmers? The, the contract for commercial farmers is pretty much the same. The only difference between the commercial farmer and the small-scale farmer is that the commercial farmer already knows how to produce and the commercial farmer can back their own finances. So let's say the, there was a total wipe out of the crop. The commercial farmer already probably has insurance but uh, the, with a small-scale farmer, they get technical support as well. So they, they are two dedicated technical officials mm -hmm. that are with the farmer from planting up until harvesting, right. which is uh, something that the commercial farmers do not have. Right. So that was going to be my next question. Why do we need Samakele? Why would it not just be easier to treat everybody the same? And actually, you've answered that. It has to do with financing and carrying the risk, right? So the small-scale farmer carries the risk, but Skuman takes a knock if the farmer is unable to, to, to pay for his inputs. So let's say, for instance, this year he was unable to pay for inputs. Then next year he's able to pay for the inputs. Skuman already took the knock, whereas it's different with the commercial farmer. The commercial farmer has capital, has all the means to go to the bank and get a loan and clear his debt and plant again and come back stronger, which is different uh, when you look at the small-scale farmer. Right, okay. So to me, this shows that Skuman has a social conscience towards small-scale yes. farmers in that it's really something that, you know, so it's not a handout, but it is helping small-scale farmers bridge that finance problem that they always have. Why, why do small-scale farmers have this finance problem? You know, surely it's no different to commercial farmers. Look, uh, small-scale farmers have this problem mainly because they, they do not have land ownership. They do not own the land. So when you look at some of them, they have a one, two, three-year lease agreement, and the bank will never accept that. The bank will rather accept a 30- to a 50-year lease agreement. 
When you look at other countries in Africa, people have a 99-year lease agreement. The bank will accept that any day. The small-scale farmers do not own the land, so it's difficult for them to get access to finance. And so we're talking beans here, but actually this is a a problem across the board for small-scale farmers. And really, it's perhaps a thing that government could resolve. Look, if we had a government-subsidized insurance scheme, that, that would change the whole project. Once the insurance scheme comes in, Skuman will not be afraid to take a higher risk with the farmer. There, there's a point where Skuman will have to draw the line and say, no, this is too risky. Let's just keep it safe to avoid having to take a bigger knock. But now there's a government-subsidized insurance scheme. Now Skuman can, can accommodate almost each and every single small-scale farmer because now government has stepped in. So the thing is, it's not really lack of commitment because they do show a lot of commitment in terms of land reform, yes. right? But it's the way they're doing it that is not particularly successful, yes. right? So, so if the government was able to communicate with the private sector and say, this is the plan that we have, how can we make this sustainable? Then the private sector is already doing it. So they know what works and what does not work. The Zamukele project is able to reach the farmer or each and every single cent that is allocated to the project gets to that farmer and the farmer gets what's due to them. Right. So this is perhaps a, a really nice blueprint for other farming operations to get involved in community yes, uplift. Definitely. Right? Oh, the farmer cannot just survive on small white beans. The, you must look at the issue of crop, crop rotation, how to keep your business afloat, cash flow problems, struggles. In short, you need diversity in, in agriculture for you to stay in business. We can circle around back to this side of things in a minute. What I'd like to do is ask you to walk us through how you would go about firstly identifying farmers for the project and what are the steps that you guys take to get the guys going? So the first step is in the form of a questionnaire which is sent through to the farmer. Then the questionnaire will want to know how long the farmer has been farming, what crops is the farmer planting, the equipment that he has, his capacity, where he buys his equipment or where he buys his fertilizer currently, all that information put together, then you are able to establish a portfolio of this is the farm and then can we work with someone like this. From there on, we go to the farm, we inspect the farm based on what we've learned from the questionnaire. If everything checks out, then we move to the next step whereby we come sit down with the farmer and say, okay, we think we can allocate this many hectares to you. Will you have the capacity to maintain the crop until harvest? Then the farmer says yes, and then we come back, we sign the contract, uh, we make sure he gets the seed and the, the fertilizer, so we give him a bean lease agreement. He'll plant the crop, but the crop belongs to the company until... Until he's paid off his... Yes, yes. okay, right. So whatever he plants, he needs to deliver to us. So we, when he delivers, we deduct the money for the fertilizer and the seed, and then whatever is left is paid back to him. So the technical guys, the technical support, they are paid directly by Skuman. They they don't form part of the agreement. So that's that's a cost yes. that Skuman carries, yes. and Skuman carries the risk of the inputs, right? Yes. Yeah. And so with small white beans, the risk of having the crop being sold out of the contract 
you know, so, so everybody looks for what are the loopholes in the system. But with small white beans, we've already mentioned that there's a single channel. So small yes. white beans go directly to the canner. Yes. So you're not going to get to yes. the canner unless you go through Skuman. So they, they have to return the crop to you. To us, yes, that's how it works. So it's, it's safer that way because if we were to do this with a soya bean, you can just sell it anywhere. Yeah. That's the problem, right. yes. And so, so this is quite a, a clean system. You go through, you provide the inputs, you provide the service in terms of agronomic support. They deliver it back and you work out what is returned to the farmer. And then what happens, right? Okay, so then the crop is with us. So you deliver this week and then we pay you 10 days after you've delivered. But we only get our money once the canners have purchased the, the, the clean grain from us. So we, we pay directly from our own pocket while waiting to sell to the, to the canner. But the farmer only has to wait uh, 10, 10 days. days. 10 days. Yes. Yeah, okay, wonderful. Right, so then what happens the next season? So obviously what you try and do is advise good agronomic practice. Yes. So that one hectare, two hectares, five hectares that he planted this year, that would go to some other crop yes, next year? definitely. That, that portion that planted small white plants maize the next season. So yeah. we always, always advise the farmer to plant maize as a follow-up crop to small white beans. So do you get involved in the maize production or is the beans just the channel that these small-scale farmers use to actually get going in a rotated small commercial system, right? Okay, so what you're doing is you're financing the bean portion of his rotation. And so this allows him then with the capital that he earned the previous season to actually have the inputs to rotate and buy maize seed and fertilize and and do the do the right things and really this is you know just listening to this this is such an amazing it's an amazing story because actually what happens is just by just by looking after the small white canning portion of his rotation you are getting him into proper commercial farming, even if it's on a small scale. Yes, so uh, this year we had our farmer's day on the 7th of September. I had some farmers who performed very well. They were outstanding throughout the season. So I wanted to, to give them something. And then I approached Panar and John Deere to ask for assistance with prizes to honor the farmers or to just say thank you for your uh, participation because you were outstanding. So Panar sponsored us with seed. So anyone would take small white bean seed, right, to say thank you to the farmer. But I said, please give us maize seed to say thank you to the farmer. As I'm thanking them, I'm also encouraging them to do crop rotation. So you plant your maize where you planted your beans. You'll get good results. So it was a fantastic day. We really did well to get to the farmer, to encourage the farmer. So I'm still grateful for Panas' assistance with that. Okay, that's wonderful. You know, so what we are doing is we are growing farmers who, who have the ability to, like you say, have a mixed farming system. Rotation is the rock that agriculture is based on, right? Yes, yes. You know, so you rotate your beans to avoid diseases in the beans, yes, right? Yes. But that rotation is good for the maize yes. and it's good for the beans. Um, and so where do you see this ending? You know, so do you think what will happen is eventually 
those farmers will go from one hectare to five hectares to 10 hectares to the state in which they are actually able to finance their own cropping regardless of what crop it is. And you would continue, but you would start with smaller farmers? Or, yes. or how do you see that? Look, the aim is for me to move the farmer from being small scale to commercial. So let me use this analogy. A baby, before a baby can walk, they need to crawl. Once they start crawling, then they learn how to stand. Once they can stand, they learn how to walk. Then from there, they can run. Like, yes. like Elliot Kipchoge. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so once they start running... Then they're commercial. They can go... They're commercial regardless of how big they are. Yes, yes. So we want to get them there because the small-scale farming is more like of a hand-to-mouth type of thing. Once you are able to purchase your own inputs and, and produce a crop without having to get a loan, yeah. then you're a commercial yeah. farmer. Yeah. That's where we want yeah. to see yeah. them. Yeah. You know, so to me, it's about sustainability long term and to be able to take responsibility for your own financing, your, what, your, your own farming operation. So everybody would like to be independent of not handouts, but yes. of social, yes. social yes. I say social grants, but. Yeah, this is a social project. And in my view, it really is a blueprint for other companies to, to get involved in similar sort of projects because it really does look like it's something that can work. How long has this project been going? And, you know, take us through the growth of the scheme. Uh, the project started back in 2018. Yes. And then uh, it was just a few farmers. I think we had 12 farmers when the project started. And uh, we moved on to 18 farmers, then we went on to 43, and then we are at 63 now. They started off planting 800-odd hectares, now they plant over 2,000 hectares. Okay, that's so amazing. So the, the, the project is growing exponentially. Um, we had a very difficult season last year with the climate. The La Nina weather phenomenon was a very big challenge for the farmers. And we actually experienced early frost in the northwest. Oh, wow. So that was, that was a big blow to the producers because now their beans are now in flowering stage, almost at pod formation, and the frost hits. And we all know how susceptible to frost the beans are. So that's pretty much a total wipeout of your crop. So we had a very poor yield average for the year but when you look at the progress and the growth and the development of the farmers we had a very successful season because the farmers grew from what they were before to what they are now so yes we 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 take the bad season but when you look at the results apart from the season the climate changes and everything you can tell that the farmer actually grew from where they were he is right that's amazing that's such a good news story that, that we really need to share with the rest of the agricultural industry. Um, so, Success, tell me a little bit about Skumon Brudere and, and their involvement in agriculture. Okay, like I've said before, that Skuman Brudere is a family-owned agribusiness. She has other divisions. We have the Citrus Division in Marble Hall, Krolesdal area. Then we have the Agronomy Division in the high felt, which is this uh, Delmas area. Our farm starts from uh, the Gauteng area from Springs all the way up until Kendal, close to Wachis. That's where we do our uh, maize, soybeans, as well as small white beans. And then also have another division in the Northern Cape where we produce under irrigation next to the Orange River 
So we have um, wheat there, and maize, small red beans as well that side. Yes. Right. So as I understand, this coming season you're going to be doing quite a bit of small white in, in that area. Yes, yes, we did small white in that area last season. Yes, it, it was everything under irrigation. So they, they did quite well as well. Then we're going to be doing a, a lot more hectares. I think we did 60 hectares last year. And then we're going to be doing a little bit more this year. And because it really worked out quite nicely. So we're going to be increasing the hectares that side. So that's basically the company. And then we also have the beans division, which now it's going to be on its own. It's going to be its own entity. So uh, that's the cleaning plant that has the, the, the contract with the canners. And I forgot to add our sister company with it, which is a fertilizer company. It's called Trifert. It's also based uh, between Marble Hall and Kroblesdal as well. Yes, yeah, so it's a, it's, a, it's a fertilizer company, but it's still under the Skuman Group as well. Okay, wonderful. So you have access to fertilizer at cost. Yes, yes. actually the fertilizer comes straight from Trifert. Trifert sponsors the fertilizer part of the project. And then just tell me a little bit about uh, the Skuman family and their involvement in this operation. And so, so how many generations? Oh, this is the fourth generation. Okay, that, that's amazing because you know what? So I just think that if any family business can make it through the third generation, they are going to be successful because they've figured it out. So like the first generation are obviously the yes. pioneers. Second generation build on. Yes, Omkali always says, to get overnight success in agriculture, it takes one generation. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> I think you're on the right track there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you can get through the third generation, then you've, then made you've, it. Worked, out, you've worked out how to do Yes, well, all the pros and cons, then you, you have it figured out. It's wonderful that you are involved in social upliftment because it's not only about building the Skuman brand, but it is about passing that on to... Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I, I feel so proud of the project whenever I hear the figures. There's a place in the northwest called Springbok Ban. It's a very small village. When I hear that through the Zamukele project, they were able to employ 537 unskilled workers to help pull out the beans, to help do manual weed control on the beans. It makes me proud that we're actually making a difference in someone's life. Yes. We're in a situation in this country where we really need jobs, and this is a wonderful, a wonderful opportunity to, to develop. That. Yes, and currently agriculture is the backbone of the country's economy because it grew by 14% the previous year and it grew by 6% this year. So even throughout the pandemic, the agricultural sector kept on growing. It yeah. did not fall back or fall over. It just kept on growing. So I think this is a sector that we really need to protect because if we look at the employment rate, from the, from the agricultural sector. It keeps on giving back to the communities. So, I mean, you, you always hear people say, if you can control a country's food, then you can control its economy. So our food is in good hands currently. We just need to protect it. Wonderful. Right, so do you have any message for anybody who would like to be perhaps involved in the project? Or would you be open to other players in agriculture to look at your system and utilize the blueprint that you've got to put out projects of their own in a similar sort of fashion? Yes, definitely. If this concept can work for us, why won't it work for, for other entities? And uh, the other entities, independent entities that are looking into the project, our project specifically, 
look, we only have the seed and the fertilizer in terms of inputs. There still needs to be chemicals. There still needs to be diesel. Yes. Um, And perhaps not only cost, because everybody looks at money, but really it's sharing the risk, right? So what you have is somebody who shares the risk on the diesel, somebody who shares the risk on the chemical. Success. That's been a wonderful discussion. And my hat goes off to you and your company. Thank you so much. For doing good things in agriculture, because I think agriculture needs that. And so with that, I think we will wrap it up. It's been wonderful chatting to you. And until next time, it's been a guest. Thank you so much. Enjoy.